Welcome to Cassidy United Methodist Church. I'm Suzanne Epperly, and I'm the associate pastor here at Cassidy, filling in for Pastor Steve as he's taking a much-deserved break away from his Cassidy family of faith. We're glad you're with us this very time. Uh, today, you might be wondering, well, we've seen signs, signs, everywhere the signs. So what's that all about? What's in it for me? Well, I guess you could say the first time I saw something that kind of caught my attention, I thought, hmm, that reminds me of a song I remember from back in the 70s. And so I was able, of course, with Google everything uh, to find it. It's a song entitled Signs, and it was written back in 1970 and released in 70 and 71 by a group entitled the Five Man Electrical Band, a group from Canada. And uh, I guess the author, he writes, uh, they were traveling around, and he was on Route 66 in California, and his name, Les Emerson, and he started noticing that the beautiful scenery was trapped by too many signs. You can imagine, we see those everywhere today, even the case, right? And you may remember several years ago, the city of Springfield even had a big sign ordinance and they, we had too many signs, too big a signs, too little signs. So they even implemented a sign ordinance that, and I don't know the details, but you remember the situation, I'm sure. And we see garage sale signs. We see all kinds of signs everywhere we go. And as the bumper says, we, we see signs that tell us what to do and what not to do. Sometimes we obey them and sometimes we don't. But the, sign, the song reads, signs, signs, everywhere the signs, blocking out the scenery, breaking my mind. Do this, don't do that. Can't you read the signs? And that just kept popping in my mind. So I'm thinking God's somehow sending me a sign, right? Okay, the first verse says, And the sign said, Long-haired, freaky people need not apply. So I tucked my hair up under my hat, and I went in to ask him why. He said, You look like a fine, upstanding young man. I think you'll do. So I took off my hat and said, Imagine that, huh? Me working for you. So sometimes we read signs and we can make them work for us, right? But maybe not the situation. Janice said it wasn't long ago that she saw an ad for people. You know, everybody's hiring now, hiring now, hiring. And it said, long-haired, freaky people need to apply. So somehow the signs and songs come back around to us, right? And of course, then the second verse says, And the sign said, anybody caught trespassing will be shot on sight. So I jumped on the fence and I yelled at the house, what gives you the right to put up a fence to keep me out, but to keep mother nature in? If God was here, he'd tell you to your face, man, you're some kind of sinner. So that may, when I was reading that and listening to that in my mind, I thought, unfortunately, back in January, we saw a similar situation at a home in St. Louis where some folks weren't excited about people on their yards, right? So some of those things continue to come around. And so then, uh, look at verse 3. It says, Now, hey you, mister, can't you read? You've got to have a shirt and a tie to get a seat. You can't even watch. No, you can't. You ain't supposed to be here. The sign said you got to have a membership card to get inside. 
Remember those signs? No shirt, no shoes, no service. They're still out there, I'm sure, for lots of health reasons. But then also, uh, remember the places where you had to have a shirt with a collar? I can remember being on vacation one time, and we went somewhere where it required a shirt with a collar. And we didn't have a shirt with a collar to our name. So needless to say, we didn't go in there. Um, also, remember when there were some fancy clubs? I don't know that I ever belonged or went to one, but the gentlemen had to wear jackets. I think I've seen them in some old movies where they would have the jackets you could rent at that time to wear to get into the restaurant. But at any rate, let's look at the last verse of the sign. And the sign said, Everybody welcome, come in, kneel down and pray. But when they passed around the plate, at the end of it all, I didn't have a penny to pay. So I got me a pen and paper, and I made up my own little sign. I said, thank you, Lord, for thinking about me. I'm alive and doing fine. Even the church is, often has signs, and we don't mean to send signs to people that they're not welcome, but we say you're welcome, and the Truth Be Told song says, maybe we are and maybe we aren't. We say everyone's welcome. Come on in and have a seat. And the, in that song, they remind people that, well, in that case, our churches would be loaded and packed. So sometimes the church, not specifically Cassidy, but the church in general, sends out a wrong sign to folks when they come if they're not just like us. So anyway, that's just a fun play on that song that, that kind of got me started. So what else? So what does that have to do with something I need to be preaching about or bringing a message to you? Well, when I was reading my daily devotional, and Pastor will be the first to tell me, Suzanne, you've got too many daily devotionals, but I figure I can use all the help I can get. I was reading one, and it was talking about uh, Lazarus and raising Lazarus from the dead. And this author, uh, Con Campbell, had been there, and he uh, was in the actual tomb where Lazarus was buried. And he said he got that such a close feeling that the tomb was empty. Lazarus wasn't there because Jesus raised him from the dead. And he quotes and he calls out from John's gospel. He said, John calls Jesus' miracles signs because they each point to something. And that sign points to something profoundly important. So I think we need to remember the scriptures are full of signs, but John's gospel specifically calls them signs, not miracles. Let's see what I'm talking about here. We have signs, too, of course, all over the church, don't we? We have signs, uh, and most recently, the signs were mask required, right? Social distance. Uh, of course, one of the favorites is one in the bathroom that's been around for a long time, but it's still true. Uh, wash your hands and say your prayers, because Jesus and germs are everywhere, right? So that's still a good one that uh, I'm sure my mother would approve of. Also, you can see around the church in our decor, we have uh, count your blessings. You know, we have thankful, grateful, blessed. That's one that I have in my home. Just because it's just a great reminder. Thankful, grateful, blessed. All those things. Uh, also, I'm a big collector of little signs and little pictures, vintage ones that say mother. Just because they're signs of things that remind me of some comforting things. And of course, probably the, my favorite is one that I have in my home. And for all you boy moms, you'll appreciate this, I'm sure. A woman with all sons will be surrounded by handsome men the rest of her life. I like that one. I think it's a good one. So what does the scripture say about signs? We're talking specifically about John's gospel. It's one of the three, or one of the four gospels, excuse me, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. 
But John's gospel is, is different than the others. It doesn't list or record all of the miracles. According to some of the reference books I, were, I was using, it, has, uh, it lists 23 healing miracles, nine miracles showing power over nature, and then also uh, three miracles of raising of the dead. So those are what I want us to think about and focus on today, signs from John's gospel. Uh, The first one comes from John 2.11. And you'll see here, what Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. I think the the point that we're trying to make here is that His glory and the glory of his father were revealed and people believed. I think most all the miracles follow with some type of his glory being revealed and people believed. That's the one in John 2.11. And as you recall, that's the miracle of turning water into wine. The first miracle that's recorded in John's gospel. So what are some other miracles? What are some other signs that Jesus did? Well, the second sign we read, it's in John's gospel, the fourth chapter, verse 48. And Jesus was kind of frustrated with with the folks. And this is when he was talking to the uh, royal official. His son was dying and he had heard about what Jesus had done, turning water into wine. And so he came, he was begging and pleading with Jesus, come to my home, heal my son. He already believed that he could do it. But Jesus was frustrated with that request. And he said this, unless you people see signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. But when he, he said, go home, your son will live. And sure enough, he went back to his home. And as he was get, uh, on his way there, some of his workers came to him and said, your son is alive, he is well. And he asked him, when did that happen? And they told him when it happened. And sure enough, it had been when Jesus' words, your son will live, were said. So that's another one, a scripture that shares the signs, unless you see the signs. Then we go on to John, the sixth chapter, verses one and two. And it says, Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. This was the story of the loaves and fishes. And you know that story where Jesus fed over 5,000 people, uh, men, women, and children. We don't know the exact total. But Jesus was there with his disciples, and folks started to gather around. Words started to get out what Jesus had been doing. So he goes, and there's a huge crowd coming. And he asked one of the disciples, he says, what are we going to do to feed these people? And so he says, and the scripture is so wonderful in that it says... Jesus already knew what he was planning. Isn't that just so comforting to know? He knew all along what he was going to do. And it's recorded that way in Scripture. So they did. Jesus blessed the the loaves and fishes, and they fed all the folks, and there were 12 baskets left. We're told then in verse 14, After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who has come into the world. 
And then they're saying, well, what do we need to do? What kind of sign will you show us now? You fed us. What now? And Jesus said, very truly, I tell you, you are looking for signs, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. So then the folks continue thinking and wondering, and they say, so they ask him, what sign then will you give us so that we may see it and believe in you? What sign will you give us so that we may see and believe in you? Jesus had lots of folks following him and lots of people asking questions about what's next. What, what shall I do to believe? And this is where, uh, when Jesus was walking on water, this is where he told them, you're looking for a sign, not because you want to know, but because you've been filled with loaves and fishes. Of course, then we also read in John's Gospel, the ninth chapter, about the blind man in Jerusalem. And this gentleman was, remember, this is the one where Jesus gets the dirt and the spit and puts it on his eyes, so not very COVID-friendly. But at any rate, this was a miracle Jesus performed. And this man could then see. Remember, he had to go down to the water and flush it out of his eyes, and he was able to see. So Jesus healed the blind man from birth. And so then the others, the Pharisees and all the, those in authority were questioning, how did this happen? And then Jesus had told him to, you know, to get up and, and go and, uh, and to walk. And they're questioning so many things that were going not with their plan. And they were like, well, ask his parents. Because they were saying, no, that's not the man that used to sit there every day that was blind. And so they asked the parents. And, and they knew that if they went against the authorities, they might be in danger. So they said, well, he's of age. Ask him who healed him. And so he said he didn't know who healed him. Uh, it was just this man. And so the questions and confusion went on. So they were saying then, trying to figure out who it was. And then they asked, but others asked, how can a sinner perform such signs? So they were trying to figure out, well, who would have done this? Because you don't heal on the Sabbath, get up and walk, take your mat. So many things they were being confused about. But here we find in the last miracle that's performed in the Bible, according to John's Gospel, uh, was the raising of Lazarus from the dead. And Jesus went, and you know the story, uh, he had been told that Mary and Martha's brother Lazarus was dying and that he should come quickly because they believed and they knew that if he would come, he would save them. But he said, no, we'll wait. So he waited a few more days and sure enough, when they got there, Lazarus had died. And this is the story that Jesus wept, remember? And it's, it's recorded so that people can see how human Jesus was, that he wept. This was some dear friends, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. They had been so helpful to Jesus in his ministry. And so he wept. So they went to the tomb and, you know, he said they were concerned about the smell. That always amuses me when I see things like simple things uh, that are recorded in the scripture. But they were concerned about the smell. He's been in there for several days now. That won't be good. But Jesus uh, said to come. And Jesus prayed of all things like we need to do. He says, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. 
many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did believed in him. Remember, every time or several times in the scripture, it's recorded that once they saw these miracles happen, these signs performed by Jesus, more different groups of people believed. So something important. So he says uh, in chapter 20, verse 30, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. Because there were so many, I'm sure. But that they were recorded some, but not all of them. So he did so many more miracles. And then lastly, to point out, even in the Bible, and at the top of my Bible, at the top of chapter 20, verse 30, it's a little topic there, and it says, John's purpose statement. So this is the purpose statement for John's entire gospel. And it works and reads like this. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and by believing you may have life in his name. So the purpose of his, of his book, the purpose of the signs, was that what we might believe. Isn't that a wonderful, wonderful feeling to know? so that we might believe. So what does this have to do with us? What does this have, what signs are still out there? What signs do we still see? Think for a moment. How many of you have been out on a night and you go out and you see the stars and moon? Is that a sign that God is still with us, just as powerful and present as ever? He created these things for us. How about the rainbow? That was a promise, right? A sign that Jesus sent that he would not flood the earth again. I'm sure if you're a nature lover like me, you can imagine and you can see all the signs that Jesus loves us and believes in us, asking us to believe. Do we believe in the signs that Jesus sent? Probably the best sign that we have today would be a cross, we see crosses everywhere. We have a beautiful wall of crosses. We have cross necklaces. That's a sign that we believe that Jesus died on the cross, but he was resurrected. He lives. He lives in our hearts today. Jesus is alive. We believe in him. We have the sign that Jesus believes, and we believe in Jesus. Let me close with this, uh, with this saying that we found. It happens to be in our Bible study group. We're studying the book of Galatians right now. And I thought this kind of goes along with what we think when we are seeing signs and, and wanting to know what can we do with our life? What can we do to show others the signs that we believe in Jesus? It's called a Christian life recipe. So you can write this down if you need a good recipe. You put in one cup of weekly church attendance, one cup daily Bible study, one cup volunteering, or two cups if you're pressured to do more, one cup Bible study group, sometimes a seasonal ingredient, one cup offering, or a dash if money is tight, one cup prayer, 
and more if you gossip, lie, or accidentally swear. One cup, good intentions, mixed together each week on your calendar. For consistency, each ingredient must be mixed in each week, even if you're sick. Substitute guilt for any missing ingredient. Season with hallelujah or amen, won't he do it, or any other favorite Christian cliche. Pour generous amounts of worship music over the top to cover anything that might be outdated or less than fresh. Serve with a Sunday smile. I hope this will be your recipe of showing others the signs that we believe. We are believers. We believe. We need you just to be looking for the signs. What signs is God, what signs is God sending you? Has he sent you a sign? I know we've heard and talked with other friends about, uh, I think he's sending me a sign, but I'm not sure if it means this or that. Keep looking. Keep looking for the signs. Let's pray together. Dear God, thank you for your signs you have given us. Most of all, we thank you for your great love for us. Father, if there are others out there that are wondering and waiting for a sign, please, Father, Come to their aid. Send them a, a clear sign, a better picture. May you use someone else in their life to help them figure out the sign, to figure out the direction. Father, if, those, if there are those out there who do not know you, do not know what a sign might be, Father, may we connect with them. May we lead them to a sign. May we be a sign to others, a sign from you. A sign from others who believe, helping others to know the Jesus that we know, that we will be believers together. Father, it's in your holy name we ask, please continue to send us signs. Let's be looking for Jesus' sign. Amen. <laughs>